Hoş geldiniz. Welcome. Um, uh, if you're listening to this episode, you probably noticed that there are two other episodes that dropped at the same time. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're listening to this episode first, mm -hmm. because if it were me listening, I would be listening to this episode first. <gasps> I have not been shy about the fact that I... <laughs> <laughs> that I prefer Senchal Kapama. I've wanted to cover this one since before we even saw episodes or fragments yeah. of either show. Yeah. Um, but because we love things about both shows, including yes. actors and whatnot, we just couldn't decide. And even though the majority of you a couple months back uh, voted for Bayanlish, I just had a feeling that would change once we got closer and we actually got to like see the both show? shows yes yeah. and i think i was correct because it seems like there's a lot of love out there for senchal kapama yep um which makes me very happy me too so yeah so surprise we are going to cover both dizzies for as long as we can yeah so because ashley's off work for the summer yep. and um we just figured you know even if our episodes aren't you know, two hours long like they were with EK. Sure. We can still talk about both shows and what we enjoy and don't yeah. about each of them. So even yeah. if it isn't necessarily a super deep dive. Exactly. But we just wanted to have the best of both worlds. And honestly, it just really was hard to choose because we love John, mm -hmm. but we love Aisha. Yeah. And we love our listeners. And you guys were just throwing us a combo of both um as requests so we're like you know what let's try to give the people what they want so our hope is and we also said this in the uh first beyond lush episode but in case you're listening to this episode first mm -hmm. um it kind of seems like beyond lush at least it seems like it might be a limited series like they don't just by the things that have been said in the episodes about by the end of summer, by the end of summer, by the end of summer. The characters over say that again. several times yeah. about things that will happen by the end of summer. So we sort of get this feeling that maybe it's only planned to be a summer DZ and they're not even attempting to make it last beyond that. Right. And if that's the case, then we can – we figured, you know what, we can suck it up and uh, be ambitious mm -hmm. and cover both if it means only one of them – has the possibility of continuing on yeah if for some reason fox finds slots for both of them come right. fall because their ratings are just too good to let go mm -hmm. then we'll cross that bridge when we come to it yeah we'll pick a dz and and stick with it but and for now we're just gonna enjoy yeah yeah so anyhow so yes welcome back we have missed you guys it has been a little over two months by the time you're hearing these episodes um since we last dropped an episode of the podcast mm -hmm. so um it's fun to get back to that routine and to be excited about like a show again i know and not just that like this is different than anything else because we are watching these episodes in real time yeah so all of our predictions or things that we're curious about or what we think is going to happen mm -hmm. like it's all real it's we're not operating under well we already know what happens because right you know we started ek when it was 30 some odd episodes in yeah um for the podcast so you know we were already a good 30 episodes ahead when we were recording whatever episode for the podcast yeah so this is fun because we our goal is to stay on track with what the current episode is mm -hmm. so we have not seen uh Senchal Kapama volume two yet it's not even out yeah 
hasn't, hasn't aired even yet. aired. So everything will air the day this goes. Yes, live. it will actually air the day that we drop this episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, we're really excited. I, like I said, I feel like I was already biased towards wanting to cover this one, but after watching it, oh, I know. like you guys, I love this show so much. <laughs> and you know, I'm sure some of that is my bias, but another thing is though, I think it's even Twitter agrees. There's a lot of people who are like, there's just something about Aisha and you can feel it in her shows. Yeah. Like you feel that Aisha magic. It's not even the EK magic. No. You feel the Aisha magic. Aisha. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll get into it. Yes. I have a lot of thoughts. Okay, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we don't have too much housekeeping yet since we're just starting a brand new season, but um, I'm sure we'll have announcements and other things to chat about mm-hmm. um, as we get deeper into the season. So um and again kind of like by Janlish, at least not yet there's not really they don't seem to really release a whole lot of episode summaries and photos like we were used to with ek um but that could change since it's only been one episode of this so mm-hmm. um because the hashtag for this episode was just central kapama mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully their social media person is creative and picks a hashtag for each episode. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty typical for the first episode is right. for just to be the the name of the show. Which makes so, sense. Ho- yeah. Hopefully this week there's something a little more creative. Yeah. Because Bayonlish so far has just been Bayonlish every yeah. single week. So. Yeah. But part of the whole fun was mm-hmm. to see the hashtag for the week. I agree. Arkenji Kush. So. I agree. So, um, yeah. And also, I don't know if you noticed this, Ashley. I was trying to save some stuff I ended up saying to Ashley before we recorded because I, I know was it was too hard. excited. Um, but I was trying to save as much as I could for us recording. Me too. But did you notice Aisha's not just listed as a writer. She's listed as a, like when it shows the writing team, like the team of uh, scenarist scenario. Mm-hmm. It's Aisha and then like the team right beneath her but then it's also for story but before that credit yes it just says story Mm -hmm. and it has just aisha's name yeah so i believe that like she's not just a writer for this i think she created this story i don't think it's just like here's a plot and we want you to be the one to write the episodes i think this is her story which i think is even more than what ek was oh because i don't think she was the story writer so to speak or for lack of a better phrase I don't remember ever seeing her credited for the story. Oh, interesting. So, um, and you know, and I don't really know how even American TV works that way, much less Turkish. So I don't know if this is typical, like, hey, here's a story idea we have. We want Mm -hmm. you to be the writer, but there's kind of already the structure. Right. Versus something like Gilmore Girls, which was created and written by Amy Sherman Palladino. So not only were she and her husband writers on the show, they created the story. But I don't think that's always the case. Yeah. I mean, it would make – just like with American television or American movies. Sometimes it's based on a book. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's based on something else that – I don't know, an idea that another screenwriter Mm -hmm. wrote or whatever that the – studio comes up with right so but yeah if that's the case then maybe that's the same Mm -hmm. maybe having her under story is the same as saying written and created by right exactly that's what i'm thinking so which just got me all super excited and there was a tweet she uh tweeted last year after her final episode of ek that basically was you know bidding the show farewell like you know we this was my final story wish you all well and she wrote, like, 
I'll be back next summer with a new story for you. So mm-hmm. I wonder if she's been writing this story since last year. Maybe. Um, Yeah. So it's just more to be excited about. Yeah. And I think the first thing I wrote down was I was like, God, this show, you guys, I can't even explain my love for all of it. I love the opening credits. Yeah. I love the music. And I love because at the beginning, I'm pretty dang sure it's Karem who says. Yeah, they each say something. And then Uh they. Yeah. And I just love that. I don't know why. I just (laughs) I really love it. I love it. So anyhow. um, Yeah. So should we just kind of dive right in and start talking about it? Yeah. Um, So I think most of you know, at least from just the previews and things we've seen on social media, essentially uh, Ada is someone who lost a scholarship to school and Mm -hmm. it sort of was the catalyst into the nosedive of her life as far as she's concerned because she couldn't afford to stay at school. It seems like maybe that caused her to react a certain way that then got her expelled. Um. From what I can understand, but I'm not sure if that was just a translation issue or not. Well, um, her the beginning portion of her in, her introduction, it sounded like she was supposed to go to Italy for maybe post grad, mm-hmm. um, because she went to school for architecture, right? And she was supposed to go to this other school. My my understanding, but again, it might work differently. Universities might work differently in Europe, right? Um. But it sounded like there was a special program, maybe a special post-grad program mm-hmm. that she was going to get into in Italy. But because of the loss of scholarship, she dropped out. So I'm wondering if maybe she let her grades start to slide mm-hmm. because she wasn't going to be able to pay for it anyway. Right. Because when she goes back to school to talk to the teacher who gives her basically news that there's a program that she could – get back into right she could start school again mm-hmm. uh they revoked her scholarship or whatever scholarship that she might have quali- applied to right. her she wouldn't qualify for a scholarship so she'd have to she can go she's got a spot but she has to pay for it herself right because of how because her grades weren't great okay so i'm wondering if whatever happened she just kind of was like, well, I can't pay for this anyway, mm-hmm. so forget it. I'm yeah. not going to even try <laughs> yeah. to make my grades any better. Mm-hmm. Um, so now she's working at the flower shop with her aunt. Yes. That it, it was her parents' flower shop. So um, we get that picture right away. Right. And when she wakes up, there's a very scratched out photo of uh-huh. Serkan in her bedroom. So we already know uh she's not his biggest fan. Yep. Um and then we meet Serkan not long after that scene. Mhm. And he kind of gets his babe walk uh introduction. Mhm. But all of his employees are like scared of him. They're like like Serkan Bay is here and everyone starts to kind of like panic and it's chaos and they start to work suddenly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely, like, the big boss man. Um, And, yeah, everybody's afraid of him. And it's funny because watching it without subs, I didn't realize that Engin is literally his business partner. Because even Engin says, he's like, why don't you guys act like this when I come Uh into the door? Why is it only for Sir Connell? Right. But they're like basically like, well, you're not scary like he is. Yeah. So, yep. and from what I understand too, they're also like childhood friends. 
so I think they've had like a long-standing friendship okay. and now that they're now they're business partners yeah um so we kind of just get this idea of the kind of person or at least boss that uh Sarah Connor yes. is so then we kind of switch back over to um Ada and her friends have all um showed up mm-hmm. to her house and they're all kind of dressed up and they're kind of afraid to tell her where they're going because they're headed to graduation, yeah. which she would have been a part of. Now, I I was having a hard time figuring this out. Is she – are she and Melo roommates? I know because she kind of lives at the house with her, huh? Well, because Melo was like sneaking down yeah. from her room when Ada was doing the dishes. You're right. But then – when Ada woke up, it was her aunt that woke her up. Right. So I was like, oh, well, they must live together. But then Melo was waking yeah, up good, and sneaking out. So that's I'm like, a good well, question. Who does she live with? That's a good question. So. Unless all three of them live together for whatever reason. Like, I guess they might. Which yeah. is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's So a, anyway, that's a that I couldn't I couldn't quite figure that yeah. dynamic out yet. Um, we'll get better yeah. at it, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure things will be revealed. Um, so... Yeah, they're headed to graduation, and they didn't want to tell her, I think, in part because it would be, like, a sad thing for her because she's not graduating with them. But she winds up telling them, well, teacher so-and-so called me, so I actually need to go see her, so I'll go with you guys. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, you know, I'll sit in on your commencement or, you know, kind of whatever special um, special thing that's happening for – graduating students right well that special thing that's happening again another reason why they were like "Ooh, we don't want to tell her is because the uh the speaker key- yeah. the keynote speaker is Serkan Bolat. Serkan Bolat. <laughs> and so we really first see ada's reaction to him mm-hmm. and if the big hint of the scratched out picture wasn't enough oh, right now we see that she hates Serkan Bolat. Yes. so um but she's like, forget it. I'll just go anyway. Mm-hmm. So they uh, – oh, okay. sorry. Then we go back to Serkan. Right. We pan back over to him because he is given his, – his mail's brought in? Yeah. So he he's actually leaving because mm-hmm. he has the speaking engagement. Right. Um, and his – Assistant? Assistant. Layla. <laughs> Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> I was getting to it. So because Engin was like, whatever you do, don't tell him to Layla. Oh. And she's like, yeah, no, don't worry. I'm not going to say anything. But then Sarkhan looks at her and he's like, do you have something to tell me? <laughs> and she's like, Celine is getting married because she just can't not spill because mm-hmm. she is just terrified of him. Yeah. She's a nervous wreck whenever oh he's gosh. around. Yeah. So – she she spills that she's getting married and uh, he's like what so Engin tries to like calm him down and he's like don't go to see her and Zarkon is like I'm going to a speaking engagement yeah. I basically like I can control myself I'm not right. gonna rush over to her right just because she's getting married and then Layla runs up with the invitation yes and it's this whole little pouch thing right which it's funny so i was like oh so it's the wedding invitation that's what i thought too because it was so like and then later on she's in a white dress right but it's just like their engagement engagement party party. (laughs) but the other thing too is like it's kind of like who puts handcuffs in an invite to an engagement party 
<laughs> Apparently, it was Farid's idea. I guess. So, because <laughs> Serkan asks her that. Right. And she's like, oh, it was Farid's idea. Like, I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> Tell me no more, please. He's apparently so happy that he snagged her i guess that he snatched her away from serkan that which hey i mean good for him i guess like, yeah because you know it's later revealed like doesn't seem i mean serkan obviously is rattled by the fact that his ex is engaged right but i don't think it's really out of the fact that he like loved her so much and right. he lost her i it think it seems just, like it was quick right yeah um so yeah so hey saline if you found a man who loves you the way you want to be loved congratulations and he does seem to be head over heels for her. He does. Um, although I'm not sure I can say the same about Celine towards yeah. him. So we'll, we'll yep. get there. <laughs> so then we kind of, um, we don't meet, but we kind of hear about this guy, Jank, who, yeah, because we're back with um, Ada and her friends. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be arriving from Italy back home. He's mm-hmm. been gone for months. Mm-hmm. We get the very clear idea that her friends are not his biggest fan no like listen he barely because it seems like he's barely communicated with her while he's been gone and that he's promised to come back a few times he's promised to come visit and hasn't Mm -hmm. um and so they're like you know it's not that far away of travel like he could have come and seen you several times he could have reached out more and he hasn't so you know but she's like he's busy he's working he's this he's that yeah and they're kind of like why do you even like him right (laughs) that's she, true she's like he's a nice guy uh-huh. like okay uh-huh. i see where this is going here we go <laughs> so yeah so we get the little jank seed planted uh and we'll meet him later on mm-hmm. so she goes to graduation with the girl she sees her old teacher kind of touched on this where she finds out she can start school back up in the fall mm-hmm. but they will not reinstate her scholarship she doesn't qualify for any scholarships so she would have to pay for it herself but they will at least take her back um, which is what made me think like, okay, was she expelled? Which is what made me question that because yeah, I was like, you know, if it was only a matter of scholarship, then she would have been able to go back technically at any time as long as she could pay for it. Mm-hmm. But it seems like this teacher had to pull some strings to get them to let her back in. That makes sense. So it makes me wonder if she like, when she found out her uh, scholarship was revoked, if she maybe went a little oh, emotional and like maybe she did. did some damage or, or just stopped showing up just stop showing up yeah or yeah so anyhow hmm. all that to be said she can now come back to school mm-hmm. it's just a matter of money mm-hmm. so um anyhow um she winds up after that chat she joins her friends in their little it's, it looks like a giant classroom yeah it was it's not really an auditorium but yeah so i i thought that was interesting and i wasn't sure if there was something lost in translation because you see the students in their graduation garb, mm-hmm. but when they go to sit down, it doesn't seem like a graduation right? with whatever they're in. So right. I don't know if maybe it's just some special lecture mm-hmm. because it's graduation day. That's more like what I took it as. Okay. Um, kind of like how like for us in high school, like you have senior events that happen. They're not your graduation, but they are right. happening because you're graduating. Oh, that makes sense. You know, and so you're not wearing your, like, graduation garb, but they're things that right. only you as graduating seniors get to go do. Yeah. Um. So I thought maybe it's something along those lines. Like, yeah. hey, special lecture. And I think, too, I think they mentioned that it's only certain um, um majors that are graduating. So I was thinking, right. like, maybe he's speaking on behalf of the... Well, because he's an architect, too. Right. Yeah. 
So it makes sense that he would be there right when her old classmates are all graduating correct and we have a ship's passing moment yes we do because he's like getting into the elevator right yep and she chooses to walk up the stairs yep she's walking by to go up the stairs and it's like the she starts to look right as the elevator doors Mm -hmm. close um he it's just a ship right they don't see each other but they were just right next to each other yeah yep so she joins her friends, um, and Sarah Khan's being introduced, mm-hmm. um, and basically she's like, you know, yes, he, you know, is an architect major. He owns an architecture firm, mm-hmm. but he also went to school for astronomy. The The teacher, Professor Lady, mentions that. I must have missed that in my translation. Yeah. She's like, she talks about how he went to school for astronomy, oh. um, which I was like, it's funny because when they did mention that, I was kind of like, why are they bringing this up? Like, mm. because he's an architect? Mm-hmm. Well, then later on, I'm like, oh, Ada's last name is Yildiz, uh-huh. which it means star. Uh-huh. And he clearly has an affinity or is interested in the stars. Yep. So, again, that Aisha symbolism mm-hmm. that's just so simple mm-hmm. but profound. Yep. Like. I love it. Yep. I love it. And when he sees, like, that star tattoo on her hand later, he kind of stares at it for a good couple minutes. Yep. Um. So, yeah, clearly there's something there, and I just – I loved that. Yeah. Even within their names. And, the like, little seeds are being planted. Yes. Yes. So, basically, Ada starts trolling him. Yep. While he's talking. <laughs> she's interrupting him. Because he's, like, trying to be all inspirational. He's, like – Nothing matters what you do, what people think of you. Mm-hmm. All that matters is is you. And she's like, oh, yeah, easy for you to say. <laughs> she, so she's a, she's a heckler she in the crowd. He- she is heckling him because he can't even see her. She's further back. No, because she keeps interrupting anything he says. Uh-huh. She's like, oh, sure, okay, yep. yeah, whatever. <laughs> yep, I love it. And he is like, okay, listen, clearly someone has some things to say, yeah. but can you at least show your face? Yeah. And the girls are all like, don't get up, don't, just be quiet. But not Ada. She's yeah. like, oh, no, I'll show my face. She marches on down and faces him. And, you know, he, she continues to call him out. Yeah. Um, Just before she is about to storm out. Mm-hmm. He asks her name. He's like, okay, clearly you have a lot of thoughts and feelings basically about me. So what is your name? Yeah. And she tells him, you don't deserve to know my name, and storms out. As she's getting ready to leave, she sees his car because when she had tried to park earlier, she wasn't allowed to park in that spot because right. it was reserved for him. Yeah, the guy's like, she's like, well, who's this? He's all, oh, Sir Convolat, VIP. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she knows it's his car. And I wrote down, hell hath no fury like a woman with a lipstick and keys. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Because girlfriend. Listen, how liberating would that be? Oh, my gosh. To to be able to shoot that as an actor. I know. To be like, I get to key this car right now. Because uh-huh. she legit keys that car. Yes, she does. She pulls her keys out and just walks the length of the car. Oh, my gosh. Mind you, she doesn't know this because the windows are very tinted. Uh-huh. Sarah Khan is just sitting in there. And he's not only sitting in there, he's checking on the scholarship that she brought up. Yes, because she did accuse him in the uh, – during the speech, like, no, oh. you 
you're the kind of man that revokes scholarships and yeah. takes them away from students who are depending on them. And mm-hmm. that's when he asks her name. Like, that. I would never do that. What's your name? Let me look into that. And that's when she says, you yeah. don't deserve to know my name. Yep. So he's trying to right the wrong that has been brought up to him. Mm-hmm. So props to Sarah Khan. Yes. And he, considering she was heckling him so badly, he was actually very respectful to right. her in the whole interaction, mm-hmm. even though she's just giving it to him. She is. And, and he's calling, asking for the 411 on this whole scholarship business. Right. And she is vandalizing his car. And he's like, he's like watching her, though. He doesn't like jump out of his car right away. He's, he's watching like, what her. Is, what is going on? And then she pulls out her lipstick and starts to write across the car. And when she gets to the passenger window uh-huh. to finish writing, he rolls the window down. Yeah. And she's like, oh, like oops Mm -hmm. you're in the car and i love it because he just looks at her and goes merhaba (laughs) (laughs) and then he jumps out of the car because he's like what the heck are you doing Uh what did you do to my car she turns to go away and i said maybe i shouldn't love this but when he grabs her arm (laughs) yes please more of that i know i was like i this should not be really hot, but it's really It's really hot. Because <laughs> he grabs her and turns well, her around and to face him. Do you, do you see how big his hands it, are? Yeah, I think <laughs> that's what it was. Because his entire hand like fits around her around upper her arm. Around her whole arm. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Ooh, I'm just so happy to have Curran back on screen again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. As, as far. Oh, man. As far as like a a good first moment, uh-huh. whew, this was this was excellent because this is really their you can't really call it a meet cute right, but it's their meet cute yeah because it's their first real interaction right because yeah she was heckling him and stuff but <laughs> they don't have any real you know she storms out before he can even get close to her yeah so yeah I love that arm grab and then so she's trying to think on her feet mm-hmm. And because, you know, he's like, what the heck did you do? Who are you? Like. Yeah. And he says something about dishonorable. Like, I, I, I'm assuming, I, I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. But basically, like, why would you do this right. to, to someone's car and be this dishonorable? And she's like, what do you know about dishonor? Yeah. And she starts to get upset. Mm-hmm. And so she turns around and you can tell he feels bad. Because she starts like crying. Uh-huh. Like, you wouldn't know anything about this and what I've gone through and blah, blah, blah. But really, she's using it as a distraction because she sees the handcuffs in his passenger seat from the invitation. Yeah. See, I wasn't sh- – I thought she actually got choked up. Oh, okay. Like, see. I thought she actually got upset, but then she sees the handcuffs and she's like, fine, I'll teach him a lesson. Oh, okay. I, I didn't see that I too. didn't think it was like a manipulation. Okay. I, I totally thought that's what she was doing. Okay. But you're, you could be right. <laughs> but she, either way, she sees the handcuffs, thinks quickly on her feet, and she latches them on to both of them. Mm-hmm. And I think she did that because I think there was mention of maybe calling the police or something. I, I It was something like if – Maybe. Yeah, because I wasn't totally sure about the logic. Right. Like you're not just going to run away. Right. You're going to handcuff him to you. But also we were watching like the shady website subs. Yeah. Because the subtitles hadn't come out on YouTube yet. I haven't rewatched this whole and portion I, with the yes, good subs Yes. And yet. I haven't rewatched the episode with good subs yet. So there could be something that was made clear with that. But we didn't see it. Um, either way, they're now cuffed to each other. Mm-hmm. And she – I love it because she's like, well, now you're stuck with me and you have to deal with me. 
And he's like, well, I have places to go. Yeah. So I guess you're coming with me. Yeah. Well, the way they're handcuffed, he uh. can't be in the driver's seat. <laughs> so he has to let her drive his car. Yep. Because there's no key in the invitation box. So he's yeah. like, now I need to call my business partner and have him bring something to separate us. But yeah. I have a meeting to go to and I can't be late. Mm-hmm. So they crawl into the car. <laughs> and he... And again, he starts to be like, um, do you know how to drive? Oh, my and gosh. Have, and he's kind of patronizing about yeah. it. And she's like, oh, because I'm a woman? Like, you assume yeah. I don't know how to drive a car? Yeah, so like, would you ask a man that question? Yep. I love it. <laughs> and she, he starts to instruct her. And she's like, oh, you mean to be careful? Mm-hmm. And she just takes off. Like, uh-huh. Clearly, she knows how to drive this kind of car. So, so funny. they head to a hotel. Um, her friends are concerned. Mm. Because he has to go to Tucson, which I'm assuming is another town. Yeah. And probably. um, Because he has an important meeting. Her friends are starting to get concerned. Yeah. Um, Is this the point where they call her? Yes. Okay. And and she she makes him answer the phone because she can't reach it. Because she can't reach. But he puts it on speaker so she can talk to her friends while she's driving. Yes. And. Are you going to say what Julia caught? Yes. I was going to say props to our friend and listener julia because i did not catch this Mm-mm. but because at this point he has Me asked either. her he's asked her again in the car like who are you like when yeah and she doesn't answer him we go seemingly the whole episode without her telling him her name correct i mean because even later on you know when we get to the point where he introduces her as his girlfriend to save face yep. with his ex he has to make up a name because yep. she's like Darling, aren't you going to tell them my name? Because she knows he doesn't know her name yet. Yep. And she's putting him in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and he even has the opportunity to look at her wallet. Yep. When her, when she leaves her bag yep. in the car and he doesn't do it. He doesn't. Which I love that mm-hmm. he didn't do it. I think, yeah, it's like a part of him wants, he like wants her to tell him. Yeah. But anyways, her friend though, twice on speakerphone, mm-hmm. calls her Ada Jim. Mm-hmm. So. And it was on speakerphone. Yeah. So he had to have heard that. Yep. But I guess he didn't. Yeah. Or it's just it, a plot hole. Or it's just a plot <laughs> hole. Yeah. I guess I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Cause he if he if he knows it already, it doesn't make sense that he would know it. Right. With with everything else that happens. Right. The fact that he purposefully doesn't look at her wallet, mm-hmm. his clear panic yes. <laughs> later on. Yes. When he's introducing her to his ex. So I, I think it's just a plot hole. Yeah. Um, but they get off the phone because she has to focus on driving. She's like, I'm going to a hotel. I'm fine. I'm with, you know, like everything's fine. Yeah. But they're still not convinced. Yeah. So they use basically the Find My Friends app. Yep. To find out where she is to go rescue her. So they get to this hotel and figure out how to do these, this meeting in handcuffs. Yeah. And well, she's the one. Oh, Engin was supposed to show up with yes. a locksmith. And but he's, he's not still there not yet. there. And uh Sarkon is already late for his meeting correct so they're basically like well we're gonna have to figure out some other way to deal with this right. while we're handcuffed together yep so he's like well i guess you're going to come into the meeting with me let's go he goes to the elevator oh yeah and she's like nope we have to take the stairs and he's yeah. like well, what are you talking about yeah it's on the 15th floor yeah. like, <laughs> and she's like well i can't get on the elevator yeah and she basically just says she can't and mm-hmm. he's like, well, you're going to have to act like a normal person and just get on it. And she's like, no. Like, she just refuses. Yeah. And then the next scene pans over and what are they doing? But they're climbing up the stairs. 15 flights of stairs. So later we find out 
she's claustrophobic. Right. So she can't handle small spaces. I'm assuming that's the whole uh, elevator situation. Right. Is that an elevator is too much of an enclosed space. Too confined. Space. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she always uses the stairs. Yep. So they're bickering <laughs> back and forth as they're walking up the stairs. Yep. They're like sweaty and exhausted. Yeah. It's well, like, and Sarkhan's like, ever since I met you, everything's gone wrong. And she's like, everything went wrong because of you even before I met you. Yep. <laughs> like, everything in my life has gone wrong because of you and I hadn't even met you yet. Yep. So they finally make it to the floor that they need to be at. Yes. They are, like, panting, leaning down. They're exhausted. And she's like, okay, listen i'm i'm your girlfriend like yeah this is how we're gonna this is how we're gonna do it because he's like what are we gonna do and she's like he's not even gonna notice the handcuffs Mm -hmm. he's like what do you mean he's not gonna notice the handcuffs and she basically says follow my lead Mm -hmm. and we'll convince him right we'll say i'm your girlfriend right and they actually pull it off yeah they do because he puts his arm the handcuffed arm around her like waist Mm -hmm. through behind her back so you can't really see the handcuffs and it would make sense that they'd walk that way if they're together Mm -hmm. oh sorry i just hit the mic um so yeah he still doesn't know her real name but we now have fake relationship part one yeah because they sit down he makes up a name he makes up a name for her and also um i think I don't know if it's at this point, but at some point she also was like, I'm an investor who's interested too. It's all, it's why I'm here. I'm not just here as his girlfriend. Yeah. She, it, it's when he introduces her and then he looks at her like, oh, great. Thanks for that little bit of right. falsehood. But also like it makes sense rather than having some guy, because, you know, uh, Serkan's in the, he's the one that's kind of at the mercy of this guy. He wants his property. Yes. He wants to buy um, well, and the guy has agreed to meet him, but he's already told him he doesn't want to sell him the property. Right. So, you know, it's probably not the best idea to be like, oh, and I brought my girlfriend along who has nothing to do with this. Yeah. So Ada really kind of saves him right there by yes. doing that. And he, Evram, the guy that they're meeting with, uh-huh. is totally charmed by her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he loves her. He oh, loves her. He's enjoying conversation with her. And Sarah Khan's kind of seeing it too. Like, oh, like – He's kind of charmed by her. This is yes. actually working out well. And little tidbit, she orders dessert. And yep. he's like, darling, I thought you said you were hungry uh-huh. and you wanted to eat food. And she's like, well, I always order dessert first because then I basically know that, like, I get to the best part. Yeah. Well, uh, according to Twitter, Aisha does that. So she inserted a little bit of herself oh. into Ada. She said – because someone had tweeted her and asked like, oh, did you see this movie where the, char- the one of the main characters does that? Uh-huh. And she's like, actually, no, I haven't seen that. She's like, but I personally order dessert first when I go out. And I was oh, like, that's I cute. love that she like infused a little bit of herself into her character. <laughs> So, so the the, the Kuzlar at the hotel looking for their friend because yes. they were they're they're able to track her there, mm-hmm. but no further. They find the car. They see that she's vandalized it. <laughs> but they're basically like, okay, we're gonna have to try to find her in the hotel somehow. Yes. Um. Meanwhile, um. Serkan and Ada are still in their meeting, <laughs> and Ada's just charming the pants off of Evren. She they, is. And I said, because <laughs> it's the whole t- funny tomato, tomato scene. So one rolls onto Evren's plate and he's like, oh, this is mine now, huh? <laughs> She's like, sure, enjoy. <laughs> and he eats it. <laughs> and he eats it. And then another one flies into the air 
And apparently Serkan is a ninja because uh-huh. he just snatches it right out of he the air. totally caught it. And I was like, I don't know why catching that tomato is so attractive, I know. but it was. His forearms, that's good, why. Good hand-eye coordination is is the new hot feature yep. for men. <laughs> <laughs> but I said girl is ruffling his cravat because yep. he just like can't. He's so starchy, you guys. Oh, I He's, love how starchy he he's is. He's such a starchy hero. And I, there is something about starchy mm-hmm. heroes. That and I'm the like, heroines who are their fabric like, softener. starch him. Uh-huh. Ruffle that tie. Yep. Mess up that waistcoat. That's right. <laughs> so, but he's sort of seeing a little bit that she's good for business because, you know, he's like, well, what would you do, Ada? Evram, uh-huh. yeah, the, the, the whatever the fake right. name is, he doesn't say Ada, obviously. Um, but yeah, Evram asks her like, "Well, what would you do if you were me mm-hmm. about selling this?" And you know, she's honest about like why she wouldn't sell it. Uh-huh. Like, well, I wouldn't, and I see why you don't want to. Yeah, but then she also points out that clearly he is interested because he wouldn't have even entertained this meeting. Right. We should. It just occurred to me Mm -hmm. that we should have looked up the meaning of her fake name. Oh, that's a good idea. Because I'll bet it wasn't just some name. Uh Uh-huh. It probably was something. Because we know that Turkish names are usually a word for something else. So, oh, we should have looked that up. And now I don't even remember what the fake name was. It starts with a P, but that's all I remember. Next week. We'll we'll, we'll include it in next week's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so she's kind of appealing to his humanity. She's not just like you know hey i just want i you should sell it because it's good for uh my boyfriend's business yes so because of that i think it softens his edges a little bit about uh-huh. it and he's kind of like huh okay i yeah you know what you're right like i wouldn't have entertained a meeting like this clearly i do have an interest mm-hmm. and then she says and besides if you did sell it you know you could name one of the it's like a port or something yeah He'd be able, they'd let him name it or have it named after him yes which appeals to, you know, his ego, I'm sure. Yeah. And so he's like, okay. And he agrees. Uh-huh. And um, there's also at a point this happens, which is just funny because I'm like, this is another Aisha thing. She offers him a bite of her dessert. Like, oh, did you want some of my dessert? Yes. Jean-M? And he's like, dear, you know I can't because I'm allergic to strawberries because there's strawberries And they will kill me. And they will kill me. <laughs> well, and I, I wrote – I wrote, LOL, is Aisha allergic to strawberries or something? uh, Yeah, I wrote, I see you, Aisha, because there's (laughs) a character with a strawberry allergy in EK. Granted, a much smaller character, but um, anyhow. So he's allergic to strawberries. We learn a little bit more about him. Yeah. Evram's now going to sell with the one concession, which, you know, uh, Serkan's kind of not thrilled about, but she's like, I got you the sale. Like, Yeah, she's like, name... Name one thing, one tiny thing after him, and then he'll right. be fine. And who cares? But you got what you wanted. Exactly. So um, then they're walking back down the stairs. He's kind of – at first I thought it was like asthma or something. Yeah. I, that's what I thought he said. I just think it was, you know, he was dehydrated, out of breath, like – Well, to- and and I think, you know, from, from what I know, from what my husband has told me, like anytime we're – at some sort of fancy event mm-hmm. and they've he's got his shirt buttoned, buttoned up. all the way up with a tie i think that just gets cloying after a while okay. yeah and because eric will be like okay i got it like i need this unbuttoned mm-hmm. it's driving me crazy 
So I think it was a situation where he was just hot. It was he's like over it. They're right. walking down all these stairs, and so he's he needed to get that unbuttoned. Yes, and he asks for her help, but he just meant more like lifting her hand so that he could unbutton it for himself. Yeah, to lift her handcuffed hand to his. But she starts to unbutton it for him, yeah. and it's a very charged moment. Uh huh. And well, and after their whole banter in the scene, I I really like. I agree because he's all irritated, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Why are you so angry?" And he's like, "Didn't I tell you not to talk?" And then she comes back. I love that she doesn't take his crap. Yes, because she's like, "You must have confused me with others because I don't take orders." Yes, and I think that's. Something that we can love, even though these are two very different DZs, like, that's what we love about Ezgi and Bayonlish. Yep. Like, you know, yeah, she's she's got things about her that she, you know, needs help with or maybe isn't so confident in, but she does not just cower down. No. And neither does Ada. Yeah. And we're here for that. And I like that she literally unbuttons him. Uh-huh. Like, there's a whole metaphor yep. there for her unbuttoning this uh-huh. starched shirt. Amen. <laughs> So once they finally make it back down the stairs, the whole crew basically has showed up after when they go outside. Everyone's there. Her friends are there. His whole – Ingen brought, like, the whole stinking company. And he's like, why did you bring all of these people just for this? (laughs) And he's like, well, because there wasn't a key. And I had to call a locksmith. But then the locksmith sees that it's handcuffs and is like, yeah, we're not undoing that because clearly – we don't like go against the police which is so funny and and sarkhan is even like do you see the hearts yeah. on these yeah. like these we're not criminals yeah. <laughs> and the locksmith is like sorry i'm yep. a moral man yeah. i'm not gonna do this <laughs> and then the some guy comes with a saw <laughs> so ada so starts freaking out and she's like i'm not doing this <laughs> like you're not gonna a saw between us <laughs> So they're arguing. Yep. Because Sarkhan's like, it's fine. Just let him do it. Yeah. It'll take two minutes. And she's like, no, <laughs> no way. He's not getting near me with a saw. And then Fifi comes to the yes, rescue. Yes, Fifi to the rescue. I actually wrote that. <laughs> and she just whips out one of her bobby pins and yeah. just like rigamarose into the handcuffs. And yes. they're they're separated. She picks the lock very easily. Very easily. <laughs> so I'm very curious to know more about Fifi. <laughs> Because clearly she's like supposed to be the edgy one in their group too. Yes. Like she's in all black, her uh-huh. hair is braided, she has her little glasses. Uh-huh. So funny. So, <laughs> and yeah, her friends seem like good friends though. There's oh, the one I'm and I can't remember her name. The girl gang so far. Me too. But one of them reminds me of Turkish Bella Hadid. Hadid? Is that yeah, that's what she reminds. I that's could who she see looks that. like to me. I can't think of her name, her character's name right now. Well, but. and I like all their separate little personalities. Yes. I liked that during the scene um, when Serkan is do- giving his lecture, mm-hmm. how they each have different reactions to him. Yes, and they'll like he when he says something and about applaud. don't don't let anyone tell you what to do, and Fifi starts clapping, and it is like excuse me (laughs) and she's like he said don't let anyone tell you what to do i think that's great so i'm clapping that's right but then earlier when the other girls are clapping for him and it is like what excuse me why are you clapping i know and they're like you know he's just a really handsome guy so i (laughs) i clap for that i'm clapping for that (laughs) and pp's like i didn't clap for him (laughs) so i just love all their different personalities i feel like this is already looking like a really promising group of friends for her i agree so 
Um, anyhow, they get separated. Yeah. Layla is just, again, a big bundle of nerves. She's apologizing. She fired. And, yeah, he fires her. Yeah. So I thought that was – I was like, holy cow. I can't <laughs> – he really no, – I was, he, I was, like, shocked by that, Because honestly. he basically says, like, you failed me kind of a thing. Like, yeah, or maybe, like, you failed me for the last time. Yeah. Like, maybe just finally – because he seemed – already fed up with her mm-hmm. but at the very beginning yeah. when she's very first introduced yeah. <laughs> and so maybe because i don't know to yeah. me i'm like how is this her fault though yeah but he yeah and he basically says like yeah you're done working for me you're fired and i literally wrote what a jerk yeah but i put still hot though <laughs> in parentheses <laughs> but she's also like <laughs> The fact that you wrote that in your notes. I did. (laughs) It's important, Ashley. That's so funny to me. (laughs) What a jerk. Still hot, though. (laughs) I'm like Fifi. Or the other girls when they're clapping because they appreciate a handsome man. They're like, sorry, he's hot. So, Yeah. But Layla seems to take it pretty okay. She's because she says, she says like, "I'm Thank- grateful." <laughs> she says, like, <laughs> She's Layla, like, "Thank God, grow a backbone." <laughs> I do hope that happens over the course of this series. I, I hope so too. I there's no way that she's really fired. Right. She's gonna be around for a while. At well, least. and the funny thing is, later on when he calls her to order, he's like, "Layla, do this, this, and this." And I'm like, "Wait, why is he calling her? He fired her." Yeah. But, well, then we find out why. Yeah, because she ends up saying, "Because also Ada even sees yeah. her and is like, why are you still here? I thought he fired you in front of everyone, embarrassingly." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, well, here, even when you're fired, you still have to continue working because you have to train your replacement." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like. That's not how that works. I know. <laughs> That's what happens if you Poor quit Layla. and put in notice. But right. When you're, when you're fired. fired. She should oh. have been able to blessfully go home. Uh-huh. Good grief. Exactly. But anyhow, so then he gets back in his car because, you know, she leaves with her friends. Yes. He gets back in the car and lo and behold, what's in his car? Her bag. Her purse. So clearly, because they say something about like not seeing each other again when they separate, uh-huh. and then obviously that's they not, keep saying that they, to each other the whole episode. Uh-huh. She's like, "I hope I never see you again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever want to see you again." <laughs> so, um, then he wants to dig into the scholarship thing more. So he well, called. hang on. Okay, so he looks through her bag. Oh, that's right. Because he's like, okay, well, maybe I'll see some way to get a hold of her. Mm-hmm. Her phone is in there, obviously. There's a book, and I looked – I did the translation, Ooh. and it looks like it's the language of plants. So, which would make sense. Which would make mm-hmm. sense because of where she's working and her obvious interest in plants. Okay. So that's the book in there. Nice. Um, and again, yeah, he respects her privacy and doesn't look to yeah, figure out all her, of her name. stuff. Uh-huh. So then he – he calls Layla because he's pretty upset about the scholarships because at this point he does find out that they were canceled. He, yes. He did know, but he couldn't look further into it. Mm-hmm. But he was like, wait, what? They were canceled? Like, mm-hmm. what the heck? But he wants to dig into exactly how this happened without yeah. his knowledge. Yes. So he calls Layla and tells her to look into that. And that's when I was like, wait, so she's not fired? And I know. then Yeah. 
Yeah, he she's supposed to get the finance manager, right? Yes. And they're going to have a meeting so yes. you can figure it out. So, yeah, I, I, I assume it's like the equivalent of a CFO. So Sarkon's pissed about these scholarships because mm-hmm. he's like, well, crap, she actually had a point. Yep. And it concerns me a little bit because Angan looks a little shady about this. Oh, he looks really shady and in I'm this like, whole scene. And I'm like, okay, wait, I thought you were a good guy because you're supposed to be his best friend. So are you really doing things behind his back? That you think are going to help the business. Like, maybe he has, quote, good intentions. It's right. not evil the way, like, Emre was with EK. Right. But I'm like, please don't be an Emre. Like, please just be someone who's very misguided and made some mistakes. Because right. you're supposed to be his best friend and, like, his business partner. And it just would bum me out if he's, like, purposely working against him behind right. the scenes. But he looks hella shady. <laughs> well, and he tries to... He tries to leave right. during that meeting, mm-hmm. but Sarkhan basically says, no, I want you to stick around yeah. for this. Yep. And because he's like, this doesn't have anything to do with me, but which I'm like, that seems sketchy mm-hmm. that you're ready to bolt yep. while this is being discussed. About your business. Yep. Because it's your business too. Yep. So um, as he's having this meeting, as <laughs> I wrote Ezki, oh my gosh, <laughs> so many DZs, Ada mm-hmm. figures out. That her bag is still in the car. Right. And so they go to his building and um, they're they're told to wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she basically tells the receptionist, tell him a girl who refuses to, t- to say her name is here to see him. Yeah. He'll know what that means. He'll know what that means. Because <laughs> she asks like, well, who are you? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he tells her to make them wait five minutes because he's in a meeting. Right. And then he'll go see them. Well, Ada's tired of waiting. It's probably it. been like 10 minutes, I'm right. assuming, or longer. Right, it's been longer, I guess. So she's like, I'm not waiting anymore. <laughs> so she storms in mm-hmm. to figure out where he's at. She sees Layla, and she's like, oh, you can help me. Mm-hmm. And she basically says, well, listen, he fired you, so you probably don't like him either. So how can I... How can I bother him, right, basically? Like she wants to find cracks in his armor. Like, how yes. can I get under his skin? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I mean, why not ask the assistant that he just very publicly fired? Exactly. So, but Layla basically says, if you find a fault in him, then that's the only thing that'll make him crazy. Right. Because you can't really annoy him. Right. She's like, he's he's like steel. Mm-hmm. He's determined. He's very ambitious. And he's very disciplined. There's no way you can get to him. Right. She's like, but if you find something, a weakness, like a fault a, mm-hmm. in him, um, then that will make him crazy. Right. She's like, but you're not going to find it. But you will. <laughs> so then at this point, the scholarship truth has come out. The CFO canceled all yeah. of them. And Sarkon's like, under what authority? And he's like, well, under yours. And he's like, you told me to cut costs. And he's like, yes. I w-, And he kind of – and I love this because yes. he's like, yeah, not at the expense of the education of students. I was talking about, you know, like less coffee for the break room. Like yeah. he talks about actual budget cuts yeah. that would make sense. Like or not having to, you know, order in special lunches. And like – Exactly. He basically talks about trimming the fat. <laughs> right. Not the meat of – you know this company so he's yeah. i was really happy to see that he was not a part of that and that he was upset by the fact that it happened mm-hmm. and happened behind his back oh yeah so um at this point um ada has like stormed him in the middle of his company yeah she bursts in and she's just yelling at him calling him out and he starts to explain to her like listen i wasn't the one that's what i was just finding out 
And she's like, okay, but does he still have a job? Mm -hmm. Did you fire your CFO for doing this? Okay, well, then that problem's not really solved. And that doesn't change the fact that this ruined my life. And she's like, and if if you're not holding – basically, if you're not holding him accountable or whether or not you do hold him accountable, Mm -hmm. he's your employee, so it's still your fault. Yep. And she goes to leave and we get arm grab number two. Yep. With an audience. Because – not 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 quite yet because she's like I want you to accept your mistake mm-hmm. I want someone to accept it that's all and he's like who's who the financial manager do you want me to have him come apologize to you and she's like I only see one person whose mistake that is and it's you so um she basically you know reiterates that it all falls he's to the him. one who's mm-hmm. utter, uh, who's responsible ultimately right. because it's his company and so he's like well uh, if you she walks away and he's like if you want I'll still give you the scholarship right and she turns around and she's like oh so if you give me the scholarship then that'll fix everything that's gone wrong in my life no I don't want anything from you yeah so she storms out and then he runs after her mm. he's like can you stop please please stop and then he grabs her arm okay um and they at this point too they both like he kind of demands an apology too uh-huh there's tense fighting and then she does find a crack in his armor because when she basically tells him you're like a robot like you're unfeeling yeah you can tell that hits him Mm-hmm. and um everyone's stunned because she yells this in front of everybody well and she's upset because she's like i called so many times yes. i reached out to you i couldn't get a hold of you they kicked me out mm-hmm. i was humiliated and one person didn't listen to me. You're going to offer me this scholarship. What if this happens again? Right. There's no way I should trust you. Right. And then, yeah, she starts – because yep. he um, – what does he say to her? I know. I didn't – I should have taken a Because he says, he says, look, I guarantee you there will be no problems, right. okay? What do you say? And she's uh, – he, he's like, well, it's best to just start from – we'll uh, start, start over, from basically. scratch. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He says, you apologize for what you did today. And she goes, what? (laughs) Excuse me? Why will I apologize to you? She says, I'm the one who should apologize here. Uh, She says, okay, I'm sorry about you. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, but here, you're also going to say that it's my fault. He says, I didn't make a mistake. (laughs) And she goes, then don't apologize. Uh-huh. Oh, because he apologized. He's right. like, he's like, fine, I'm sorry. But yeah, he clearly doesn't mean it. So she's like, <laughs> yeah. why are you even apologizing? He's like, look, you are really, really crazy. And then she says, well, you're an emotionless robot that doesn't accept your mistakes. And, and then he's like, robot? And she's like, robot. And then like storms out. Yep. And everyone around them is stunned because yep. she put him in his place mm-hmm. in front of all of them. And I was like, dang, apparently nobody puts Sarah Khan in a corner. Nope. But Layla's like, she's my idol. <laughs> <laughs> but when she calls him a robot, you can tell it struck a nerve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we kind of later find out that was part of the issue with his relationship with Celine is that yep. there was like no emotion, no feelings. Mm-hmm. So clearly it it's uh, a soft, sore spot with him. Yep. And she didn't even realize it. Right. Um, Ada doesn't even realize that she struck a chord there. Yep. Um, but yeah, I like how it just kind of sits with him. Yeah. So, um, when she's home later that night, <laughs> she's going through her purse and finds a first aid kit in uh-huh. there <laughs> that was not there before. Nope. 
So what was your take on this? Well, the girls were basically saying she broke so many hearts that he was giving her a first aid kit to repair that. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't totally sure. Yeah. I I think if I remember this correctly, when I was talking with um, our friend Hannah, we mentioned her, I think, in one of the Bay- Bayonlish episodes, she saw it as, like, sweet and romantic in the way of, like, almost like he hurt her or, mm. like, she was hurting. I don't think, obviously, in, like, a real physical injured way. Right, right. And that it was just some kind of, like, olive branch, maybe. Yeah. Um, Symbolic of an olive branch. Like, yeah. I hurt you. Here's a first aid kit to take care of that. Yeah. I could <laughs> see that. I could see um, that. And I I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems very Aisha. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. But I'd be curious to know what you guys all think. Like, what, what, what was your take on the first aid kit? And maybe the better subs on YouTube will um, – have something about that but yeah i'd be curious to know what the listeners thought of the whole first aid kit um in her purse because clearly he's the one who put it there yeah because the the sub said uh look you scolded so many guys he got you a first aid kit to get injured so that Mm. i'm like i don't know that i understand what that means Mm -hmm. though um but their take also is, oh, the man's not only handsome, he's romantic. He's romantic. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyhow, then we kind of have some parallel scenes where Celine, the ex, shows up to see Sarakon. And I was like, girl, why are you seeking out your ex? Like, I already don't like you. Well, they technically work together. Which I did not realize i think at the time that i wrote this down it was like oh she's kind of like their pr manager kind of a thing so okay yes Um, so and he's brooding yes (laughs) obviously we love a brooding karen but they they have a they have a conversation Mm -hmm. um basically where he's like what do you mean you're getting married Mm -hmm. and basically he's kind of like why why this guy Mm -hmm. very what you know, what is it about him that you're suddenly going to marry him? Right. Because it seems like they haven't been broken up super long. It No. And so this relationship is new mm-hmm. and now they're already getting married. But she says something to the effect of at least one of us did something and finally made a decision. Yeah. And didn't act like time wasn't passing mm-hmm. and nothing was happening. Right. So clearly they were together for a long time, Mm -hmm. but the relationship never was going to progress. Right. He probably was never going to propose to her. Right. It was maybe just a comfortable relationship. Or even convenient for business. Yeah, that's true. I kind of got that feel when he has breakfast with his parents the next day. Like, Mm. so, like. That's a good point. mm -hmm. Like, they're disappointed in that they're not together, but it seems like it was also just good for business. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not really the basis of a relationship, so I can see why. Um, if that was more his investment in it, yeah, like why she would kind of be ready to nope on out of there mm-hmm. if that wasn't her only investment in it. Yeah. So, but Sarkhan doesn't think she's going to go through with it. Mm-hmm. He's very skeptical. Yeah. At least at first. Yes. So. So while this is happening, Ada meets up with Jank because he's like, I'm back. They kind of meet on the street. And I was like, yeah, I already hate you. Thanks. Because she says something about – he basically is like, I don't know how available I'm going to be for the, you know, for the days that I'm here. Mm -hmm. And she's like, 
but I took off of work because mm-hmm. you were going to be home for this period of time. She's like, I took days off. And he's mm-hmm. like, from the florist, that's not even a real job. So you want to know what my mm-hmm. notes are? Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> my, my notes are jank, a nice guy. Yep. <laughs> Here are my exhibits. <laughs> these most, Some of these are quotes. Quote, are you calling the, for, the florist a workplace now? Yes. What else would it be? You huh? Mm. Here's another quote. So you're four years behind when they're when she's talking about how she's gonna get back into yes, school. Yes. Instead of being happy for her mm-hmm. that she yep. can go back to school, he's like, but you're four years behind. Uh huh. And then he's gushing about Italy, and he's obviously irritated with her, mm-hmm. talking about her own life. How yeah. dare she? And then after him being rude and being dismissive of her, this entire conversation. Mm-hmm. He goes, Ada, I missed you so much. Oh, no, so, you did not. Jank is officially a nice guy. He's, yep, that and maybe um a little bit of a like gaslighter. Like, yeah, apparently <laughs> because he's making her seem like she's the like unreasonable one. Yeah, for wanting to spend time with him. Yeah, because she's like, he's like, oh, I can't see you tomorrow. I have family stuff. She's like, okay, well, how long is your family stuff going to last? And he rolls his eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> or I don't know if this is the girl you've been seeing. Why isn't she going with you to your family yeah. stuff? It, and meanwhile, there's ugh. some chick like off to the side watching them all weird. Staring daggers Staring at her. Staring daggers at her. <laughs> so then a little bit later on, I don't, I don't remember if this is the next day or what, but uh, – Angin and um, Sarah, Con. Sarah Connor having kind of some bro time regarding Celine. Yeah, it's later that night. And, you know, Angin kind of points out to him like, well, uh, you know, a relationship to you. Or Angin basically kind of says like, you guys were together a while. Like she was waiting around for this. Mm-hmm. She, you know, but you weren't really in the same place as her. Yeah. And it, I think he even kind of points out that this seemed more like it was convenient for business than anything else yeah and you know it's pointed out that basically a relationship is equal to a contract for sarakon like, so that's what a relationship is so angin accuses him he says you know you were you were so callous in your relationship almost like you were fulfilling the clauses of a contract uh-huh. and then sarakon responds emotions end after a point what you call a relationship actually is a contract. Uh-huh. So he has a very different idea of what a relationship yep. is. I wrote right here, ooh, our boy's not only starchy, he's emotionally constipated. Yep. <laughs> Even better. Yep. <laughs> and we love it when they find their emotional ex laughs. Yeah. <laughs> well, because Angie's like, how can you be so callous? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yep. what's wrong with you? Yep. So Engin basically thinks he's going to do something to mess up the situation. Right. And he's like, look at me. Are you going to do any? What's the plan here? Uh-huh. What are you going to do? Because he's like, you're going to go to this engagement party? Yeah. Why? And he's, he's like, like, just leave her alone. You already ruined her life. Right. <laughs> and Sarkhan's like, I'm just going to go for an hour. Yeah. You know, we're business partners. I'm going to I'm gonna fulfill that obligation. That basically. obligation. Yeah. That's why I'll go as friends. Yep. So – so then he's back at home later and I wrote, he has a dog. Oh, I know. He does. And I'm like, oh, and he's longingly staring at the cuffs. Are these maybe his uh, bandana uh-huh. <laughs> equivalent? And so we already have an important item. Yes. And then Ada 
eventually, not initially, but Melo ha- is a part-time flight attendant for right. extra money. She's freaking out because she can't take this shift that she was committed to. Right. And she's, like, begging Ada to do it. Like, I'll tell you who to go to. It's quick training. You'll be yeah. fine. Just but need you to cover me this one time. I just need you to cover me this one time. And um, so she eventually agrees to do it. Mm-hmm. Then, again, we have this parallel scene. She's staring at her first aid kit. Okay. Go ahead. I have some deep dive stuff here. Okay, go. If you're interested. Yep. <laughs> Duh, of course. Okay. So when the girls are all chatting beforehand, mm-hmm. they're all like out on the balcony yes. hanging out. And Ada has a violet with her. Yeah. And they're like, why is this violet with you? Uh-huh. And she says, oh, it has powdery disease. It's uh-huh. depressed. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, wiped off the leaves to try to get whatever's happening. But apparently if the violet you know is alone Mm -hmm. it might get depressed Mm -hmm. and it has this little powdery disease and her aunt is like oh are you talking about the flower are you talking about yourself Uh uh-huh so in this parallel scene when we get a little musical montage between the two of them Mm -hmm. because Serkan is nerding out with his astronomy Uh (laughs) i love a man nerding out on some hobby yes (laughs) and then She's looking at the first aid kit, and they're both obviously thinking about each other, and we have a song going in the background. Mm-hmm. I have it right here. Oh, good, because I didn't catch this one. I caught the one. There's one later, but I didn't catch this one. So it's by Aitikin Atash, mm-hmm. and it's called You Be the Rain. Mm. And the I'm like, were these lyrics – was this song written for the show? Because – Listen to these lyrics. Okay. Suddenly my hands are stuck in your hands. Suddenly without even time. How a star illuminates a flower. Without breaking thin, delicate branches. Moonlight on our face. The sky above us. Violets. Jasmine. Do you think he'll listen to us? You are the brother of the rain. I am the confidant of the wind. Do you think we can both make a dream of happiness? Mm. So... A recurring theme already in this mm-hmm. very first episode, we have Violet mm-hmm. being equivalent to Ada right. or being um, kind of with her right. in situations. And then we also have um, Jasmine that mm-hmm. comes up in relation to Serkan. We hear about Jasmine a couple times mm-hmm. and there's Jasmine T. Ada talks about Jasmine. Oh, your client who loves Jasmine T. Jasmine T. Oh. And in the song, it talks about violets and jasmine. jasmine. So I looked up, what does a violet mean? Mm-hmm. And violets, folklore says that the violet connotates a love that is delicate. The sensibility of delicacy is also associated with the violet from ancient mythology. Roman and Greek myths recount a tragic story of one of the goddess. Guess what goddess? Artemis. Oh, my gosh. One of her nymph companions, all of whom had sworn to stay maidens, mm-hmm. okay? So one of them, one of the nymphs was unrelentingly chased by Diana's twin brother, Apollo. Diana is also Artemis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that Diana changed the nymph into a violet to protect her. <gasps> So the modesty of the nymph is attributed to the violet. So there's stuff about like modesty, um, a love that's delicate. There's also connotations of like death, resurrection, 
Um, so some people say that in Shakespeare's mm-hmm. Hamlet, Ophelia is linked to violets mm-hmm. because of her tragic story of death and resurrection or like a death too soon. Yeah. So we've got that. <laughs> if know. you don't understand why we love Aisha so much by now. Because I was thinking this is not – None of this is a coincidence. No, it's The not. fact that she's holding a violet, talking yeah. about it, has powdery disease, that it's feeling lonely. Right. Well, and even, I mean, the perfume that Sana makes John is from a very specific type of violet. Mm-hmm. Like. So, mm-hmm. the jasmine flower mm-hmm. <laughs> is strongly associated with love and romance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's showy white blooms and heavenly fragrance are ideal for moon gardens. Where lovers spend time whispering sweet nothings under the stars. Under the stars! <laughs> Her so, last name is Star, you guys, and we love stars. So it's associated with love, beauty, sensuality. In some cultures, it represents appreciation and good mm-hmm. luck. When, re- when used in religious ceremonies, it also represents purity. So we've got a kind of uh, similarity there. Right. And... Um, there was one more thing. Um, according to legend, a Tuscan gardener received a jasmine plant from Persian traders and planted it in his private garden. He refused to let anyone cut the flowers from his garden. One day, he presented a branch of the jasmine flowers to his beloved. She was so taken by the fragrance, she agreed to marry him. Hmm. Thus began the Tuscan tradition of including jasmine in the bridal bouquet. So. Wow. Yep. Aisha, I know you probably don't listen to this podcast, but just in case, for some reason, you listen to this episode, I hope you do. We love you so much. (laughs) And we will continue to extend an invitation to pick your brain and chat with you. We'd love to have you on an episode because seriously, I don't know. We... Because th- this is this is the stuff. This is Th- the stuff. This is the stuff. This is the Aisha that magic. That sets the bar. Yes. For her stories. Yeah. For her writing. Because nothing is a coincidence. No. There is always, there are significant items. Yep. Significant scenes. Significant memories. Significant moments. And I love that with her characters, their background mm-hmm. always somehow uh, factors into how and why they're so perfect for each other right and then we have these little symbolic things like the jasmine and the violet yeah it i just yeah it's so good so the second i because the the youtube translation translated the song oh and as soon as i saw that i was like oh i'm i'm diving into yeah this because this is not a coincidence well yeah which means it's not even a coincidence that her that she's a florist and it's a flower yep. shop that her family happened to own. It's not just part of her character background just to have some backstory. There's a reason why she's a florist because it would make sense then yep. that she's knowledgeable and taking care of this sickly violet yep. for us to even be able to look into that. Ugh. And the fact that that book was in her purse, that's no coincidence. Right. It has something to do with the storyline. I think we're going to get a lot of like the language of flowers type of stuff yeah. in this show mm. because of the fact that she's a florist. Mm-hmm. So I think there will probably be plenty of opportunities for us to, if other flowers are introduced, right. to look okay, what does this flower symbolize? Absolutely. Ugh. And all this is just being laid in the foundation of the first episode. I know. All what? Right. The first Whatever. episode. 
Whatever Deezy deities we have to make uh, <laughs> blood sacrifices to to make sure Aisha is on this show for its entire oh run, that the production I company or the channel, the contract, yes, like doesn't switch out writers. Please, for the love, let her finish. I know a story of hers. I know. Oh, I know. Okay, so I'm just throwing that out there. So there's that. I was, I was Bravo. like really excited. Congratulations, to <laughs> that was really good. That was so good. Oh, okay. So, um, the next morning, Sarkon's having breakfast with his parents, and mm-hmm. it's kind of tense. So I get the idea that I don't know it's that they're bad parents, but I don't think they have the greatest relationship. Sure. Um, and, um. Ane clearly wants Celine as more than his partner in business. Yeah. Baba is kind of like he wasn't really thrilled about the relationship happening, but it was like, well, now that it once it did, it was like, well, okay, you know, yeah, at least let's find the good in this, and there it's good for business. So, yeah. neither of them seem to really care about him being happy or with someone who he yeah. truly cares about. And even he's like, yeah, okay, I'll see you guys later, and he just kind of nopes on out. Yeah. So he gets on his he's gets to his private flight because he's flying to the engagement mm-hmm. party. And who is the flight attendant? Oh, guess Oops. what, guys? It's Ada <laughs> filling in for Melo. Melo, is that her name? Yeah, I don't Or is that a nickname that, maybe? I think it's a nickname. Okay. Yeah. I forgot her full name. Right. So she kind of freaks out when she realizes it's him. Yeah. She like sets his drink down or whatever was she brought him it's like and a little like, fruit tray. And, okay. and run. And she like scurries back. <laughs> and I thought it, initially that that's what cued the panic attack. But it's because she was hiding from him and she yeah. shut that curtain uh-huh. and w- basically put herself in an enclosed space. Yep. And then you see her vision kind of blur yes. and um, she starts to freak she out. She starts to freak out, having a hard time breathing. He walks up because he's kind of calling for her and had been pressing the the attendant button. I think it's I think there were strawberries in the fruit dish. Oh. And I think that's why he needed to call right. the person because like, he's like, this oh. Out? Hey, listen, sorry, I'm allergic. I need something different. Right. Ooh, but catch. I, I think that's that's my best guess. So um, he pulls back the curtain, sees that it's her initially, and is like, oh, Lord, basically like, am I on a hidden camera show? Like, what <laughs> yeah. is this? But then he hones in on the fact that she's panicking. Mm-hmm. My heart, you guys. He immediately is like, wait, are you okay? He like gets down eye level with her on his knees. Mm-hmm. And he helps her through it. And he's like, look into my eyes, mm-hmm. breathe in your nose, out your mouth. And he's like guiding her in that. And he's breathing too. And it's like, and he, he grabs her hands, I think, too. Yeah. And he's like holding her hands to ground her. Oh, it's so, I love it so much. And that's when she explains to him, like, I'm claustrophobic. Yeah. I can't do small spaces. Mm-hmm. So he's like, it doesn't matter that she's there to like tend to his need. He's like, well, come sit down. Yeah. And he straps her in the seatbelt. <laughs> In the chair next to him. I love it because I'm sure any other time she'd be like, why are you putting this seatbelt on me? Uh-huh. But she's, you she know, still him. coming down from yep. her panic attack. And <laughs> I, I, put, I put, let me put that seatbelt on you, girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Aisha, there's nothing like an Aisha seatbelt moment. Sorry, guys. Well, and it's nice because the the tension is kind of eased right. from her going into that panic. Right. 
So they have kind of a nice light moment between they do. them. And it's a little snarky too. There's some sweet yeah. and snarky. So it's like, but it's just this like almost comfortable banter at this point. Yes. And I enjoy that. Because she says something about this is, sorry, this is the last place I'd rather be on earth and he right. says well luckily we're not on earth yeah and she laughs yes and then his smile I know. we get to see a real smile and i'm melted i know he's oh he's so hot and adorable <laughs> like i know he's got this very sweet boyish charm but yes he is very much a man like there's something about that smile it is i that it i mm-hmm. I lost all power yes. of speech, apparently. I just love it so much. And, like, <gasps> I don't know if any of you have watched any of his other DZs. I have only seen him in Mutashem Ikili, which I've mentioned on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very short-lived, unfortunately. And he co-starred with Ebo, and I just, like, loved their frenemy bromance. I mean, the two of them on a screen together was just, like, <sighs> that's too much. That a, lot like a lot of testosterone. <laughs> like, too much for my ovaries. Yes. It was so good, though. <laughs> And I loved, I adored his character. Um, he had a little boy, and like, oh was, my gosh, mm-hmm. that's too much. And he was like trying to win. I his haven't wife even back seen it, and, like, and I'm, and that's too much for me. <laughs> Anyways, that's how I first discovered him. But you can find him in other things too. He's even there, he has a DZ on Netflix. Yeah. Um. So the you guys can, one. Yes, Immortals. you guys can. Yes, you guys can watch more of him. And you should. Um, <laughs> anyways, he's just great. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the other thing too that I love so much that contributes to all of this is he and Hyundai give us so much behind the scenes content, and like, yeah, they're doing like Instagram lives together, and like they, it's clear that they get along well as yes. co-stars, which I feel like just always shows through the screen too yeah like it's not just they're fulfilling a job like they don't need to like post instagram stories of each other and being goofy and all that's not part of you know right um because there's a lot of co-stars that don't do that totally but i just love that they do and so yeah. i just feel like that, that even adds to it that yeah. they clearly they seem to be buddies yeah they clearly get along and have like a good friendship so Anyhow, when they get off the plane, he's kind of like, hey, this isn't really the best area. That's kind of how I took it. Like, because he's kind of like, she says she's going to go like somewhere. And he's like, well, I wouldn't really go there like, you know, late in the day. Are you sure you don't want to just come with me? And she's like, yeah, come with you. And he's like, yeah, you know, there's a dock and like a pier you can kind of hang out on. Yeah, there's the beaches right there. I'm only going to be at the party for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she initially says no thanks, Mm -hmm. but then kind of thinks about what he said and changes her mind. Yeah. She'd just be hanging out by the airport. Yeah. On the runway. (laughs) So she decides to go with him. So she kind of goes and does her thing. He gets to the engagement party. I love it because first of all, these people have press at their engagement party. Like, okay. Yeah. But as soon as Sarah Khan arrives, the press does not care about the engaged couple. They're like, Sarah Khan is here. And they all like run to Sarah Khan. <laughs> and Ferret's like, I was still talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're not as interesting. Yep. And then Celine kind of welcomes him. And right there, I'm like, okay, you still want him. Like, oh, yeah. just the way she's acting towards him. And I'm like, what? Are- what are you doing? Like, yeah. this guy, Ferit, whatever, however you say his name, like, I don't know if he's good or bad. I really don't at this point. He, right. But he seems to care about yeah. her in a very real way. He seems like a nice little puppy. Yes. That's what he seems yes, like Yes, he does. Me. <laughs> and then we kind of discover, you know, Sarah Khan looks over and is like, what the heck is he doing here? And he's referring to a character named Khan, uh-huh. who is his business rival and is shady. He's kind and of a shady character. the three of them, Celine. 
Serkan and Khan were all childhood friends and maybe something went wrong with Maybe that. that's what I'm mixing up. Maybe Engin wasn't a childhood friend. Oh. Maybe it's Khan who okay. was. Because I thought Fairy said something about, yeah, well, what's the problem? Aren't you guys all childhood friends? Right. Because Selene okay. is like, Sarkhan Khan basically like, chill out. Yeah, chill out. He and Fairy like do business together. They kind yeah, of know each other. So of course he's, he's here. here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you would think I would know this better since we actually recorded like the meet the characters for DZ Law. But... Oh, I know. I was too focused on saying things correctly. I know. I think we were so focused on pronouncing everything correctly. I wasn't really paying attention to the words as I should have been. So, yeah. You know, I think that's what it is. Khan is his childhood friend, but kind of went a different way with his business. Right. And obviously, we kind of get the idea he's not a great guy. Right. So, um, then I said as – I wanted to say as Hande, but I mean, that is her. But as Ada is walking the beach, I'm like, I think this is the same beach Sanem was walking – in episode three i was curious about that when she's kind of when she kind of imagines john joining her in the Uh water and then they do wind up sitting on that dock and talking later yeah i think it's the same beach okay that's what i think um anyways so she's kind of relaxing on a lounger and um you know um and just kind of waiting until he comes to get her she talks to melo and melo she tells melo guess who your client was (laughs) Guess who your Jasmine yeah. tea client is? Yeah, that's so funny. So, um, then, gosh, yeah, the Jasmine tea. I'm not gonna be able to stop thinking about uh-huh. that. Uh huh. So, <laughs> anyways, Khan kind of tra- causes some trouble. Shocking, like he kind of stir- ruffles feathers and yeah. is kind of being whatever. Um, and I was just like, whatever. Like huh, they can all just fall off a cliff. Yeah, there's obviously tension because yeah. Well, and then I think it's is it Celine or Fairy? that tells Serkan you're hard to love one of them says that to him like when they're kind of it might have been fairy because Khan tries to start business because he's like fairy tell me how you tell me again how you met Celine yes and fairy is basically like well oh well it's all thanks to Serkan because we were working together and mm -hmm. he introduced me um and I think he might have said something like yeah thankfully he's hard to love yes (laughs) so yeah I lucked out yes so I'm like kind of like y'all can go fall off a cliff, yeah. geez. Um, but again, I think that kind of was another way to, that struck a nerve with him because it's kind of on par with you're a robot. Yes. So you can tell that's that's the chink in his armor. Yes. Um. Anyways, so he is kind of right. He's like, yeah, I'm leaving this party. Got to go. Yeah. He comes and gets her. Um, kind of wakes her up. But before he leaves, they're like, why are you going so early? Oh, right. And he's like, yeah, well, I don't have to keep ble- – because cause he says something about – I think Ferit says like the, oh, yeah, you're hard, you're hard to love or uh-huh. whatever. And Celine says, oh, no, it's just that Serkan is really picky. Mm-hmm. And then Serkan is like, well, I actually, actually don't have to be picky anymore. That's right. I found the woman of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm engaged, so I'm going to go – I have to leave. And they're like, what do you her. mean? Where is she? And he's like, she doesn't like crowds, uh-huh. which is probably not that far off. But Right, right. <laughs> um, so, so then he, he finds her on the beach. You're right. Yes. And he – oh, they cut this scene a little bit short in at least the, the cruddy version of the subs. Yeah. But he's like, you have sand in your hair. Because she's kind of in that twilight, barely waking up. Mm-hmm. So she kind of smiles when she sees him. Yeah. Because she's half she asleep. wakes up. And he, like, gets the sand from her hair, but also kind of, like, strokes her ear and, like, tucks it behind her. And she's enjoying it for a hot second. And then it's almost like her consciousness fully comes to her. Yes. And she kind of, like, pulls back. Like, she's okay. like, oh, I-, I can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was very sweet. Um, 
So then she refuses to – he, like, puts his hand out to help her up off the lounger and she's like, I can get up for myself. That like, – I was cracking up at that. I love that. Like, whatever Such a just little, little uh-huh. form of rebellion. Yes. Where he's like, here, I'll help you. Right. And she looks at it Like, I don't need your help. <laughs> so not long after that – um the crowd shows up because they all follow him because they're like, he just literally announced he was engaged and going to get his fiance who hates crowds and we didn't get to meet her. So, yes. you know, Celine, fairy. So let's follow him. So they follow him like Logical. a bunch of creeps. It's like, dude, just enjoy your engagement party. I Hello. Know. I know. Um, And then I said fake fiance time. Yeah. And I put he still doesn't know her name yep. because she's like, <laughs> so this is your fiance. And he's like, please just go with it. Don't disagree with anything I say. You know, just don't say a word. Just kind of go with what I say. And they're like, are you not going to introduce us? And she's like, yeah, dear. Aren't you going to tell them my name? (laughs) And I love this so much because he's like, you know, I don't ever – I don't really need to tell you her name because I always just call her my strawberry, (laughs) which I was like, yes, because she's dangerous and could be the end of him. Yeah. Clearly, there's a reason why that's the nickname she he chose. She could be the death of him. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it was Hannah who pointed that out uh, to me because she and I were watching the subs at the same time and kind of oh, like okay. messaging on Instagram. And she was like, did you get to it yet? She's like, there's an Aisha thing. She was so excited because so Hannah funny. is a newly converted DZ lover, uh-huh. but she has like jumped in the deep end. Oh, yeah. We talked about her in the first Bye Onlish episode. Um and so she is also watching by Yanlish and mm-hmm. um, Senchal Kapama with us. Yep. And she and I happened to be watching the subtitled version at the same time. So we were kind of messaging. She was a few minutes ahead of me and she was like, there's a really Aisha thing coming up. I can't wait for you to see it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, great. I hope I figure it out now or I'm going to feel like dumb. <laughs> and then as soon as he said my strawberry, I was like, is that it? Is it the yep. nickname? And she's like, yes, because she, she's totally dangerous and could be the end of him. And yep. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so true. I love it. So then she, like, ref- after this is all said and done, she, like, won't get in the car with him now. I know. She's so irritated. So she storms off so by herself. She storms off. And then off. he drives up. He's like, I've been looking everywhere for you. <laughs> Which I'm like, man, she must have booked she it or something. bolted. Yeah. <laughs> so this is when he makes the official offer. Mm-hmm. And... She's like, I'm sorry, what is yeah. wrong with you? Because <laughs> he's like, just for a couple of months, be my fake fiance, like to kind of, because he basically tells her, I've never seen Celine be jealous like that Yeah, in my life. Well, because she's like, why, why do you even want to do mm-hmm. this? Like, what are you, first of all, what are you asking me here? Right. And he's like, no, we wouldn't have any contact. He's like, you don't, <laughs> you don't get my attention like a woman. Yeah. What <laughs> and so... She's like, well, why, why do you even want to do this? And he, she's like, are you trying to win her back? Uh-huh. And he's like, no. <laughs> no, but I just, he liked that she was clearly jealous. Yes. And then that offends uh, Ada more than anything else because this is when she slaps him. Yes. <laughs> Which, sorry, Sarah Khan, you deserved that. Yeah. But <laughs> then he says, was that a yes slap? Yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so cocky. Was that a yes slap? Oh, my gosh. And that's when, yeah, and she's like, like no, it wasn't. Like, are you crazy? And they they leave to back go back towards the plane. But we get this little peek that someone else was on the beach taking pictures of them. Right. So she's like, okay, well, what are what are we gonna do about it? And he's like, oh, they're not gonna remember. That, right. There, you know. they, there's a lot of drinking. They're not really gonna remember yeah. this. So it's fine. So the plane lands. They're getting off, and they're swamped with paparazzi and reporters yeah, because. 
people ha- did take notice. Yes. And it's already spreading It's already around. spreading all the online gossip rags. Yeah. So he's like, he safely gets her to their car. Uh-huh. Um, and basically is like, don't worry, I'll clear, I'll clear this up at a press conference. Yeah. So he basically says, he basically tells her, we already have a press conference tomorrow. What I'll say is that um, you're a special assistant and you were joining me right. on this outing. Or like you were joining me for a meeting. Right. And like you're my assistant. Right. Yeah. So that's why people mistook it for us being engaged. Right. He's like, is that okay? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. Sounds good. Yeah. So then Jank calls and he's going to meet her near where the press conference is. Like, let's meet up. Because it's now the day after tomorrow when he could see her. Yeah. So he, he yeah, he calls right away in the morning. He's like, Yo, I want to see you. Mm-hmm. So she's hesitant to give her, the to give him the location. But she ends up, you know. Right. She kind of can't say no to him, it seems like. Right. Um, so, yeah, two birds, one stone. She can see him and then go do the press conference thing. Right. So, but this moron basically talks about how wonderful italy was all these great things that happened to him and basically is about to dump her and she mistakes it as him like either asking her to marry him or some take their relationship somewhat further because she's like i'd love to wait what well because melo was like he's gonna ask you to marry him because she ada mentions to to melo yeah he said he wants to talk to me about something important Mm -hmm. so melo puts it in her idea in her puts the idea into her head that he's going to propose. And so she's not really listening to him because mm-hmm. she noticed the weird girl again. Right. She's like, that same girl is uh-huh. right there. What the heck? And so he's like, no, Ada, listen to me. Listen mm-hmm. to me. And he's like, I want to break up with you. And she's like, yes. And then like, what? <laughs> and then this insert expletive here, Wad, is like, yeah, I fell in love. And there she is. And she's like, you brought your current girlfriend with you to break up with me yeah and he's like well yeah she wanted to make sure it happened in front of her oh own gosh. eyes and she okay. doesn't speak turkish so so she wanted to so that's why she's staring yeah that's why she's staring. she doesn't <laughs> speak turkish she only speaks italian and i'm sitting here like okay i mean clearly this girl doesn't matter but like do you have no self-respect like yeah. you don't care about yourself very much that you would be with a guy who still has a girl in turkey and Hasn't broken up with her, and you clearly don't trust him enough to actually break up with her. So well, you have to be there to watch they're it. They're both like, jacked up. They really are because he brought his his yes, brought girlfriend her. with him to break up with his current girlfriend, it, and yep. he's just a jerk yep. to Ada yep. the whole time. Because like she she's like well she's like hold on obviously you saw the news about me and Sarkhan Bolat right um and that's and why wa- you came here and he's like no I saw that and I knew it was there was nothing to it right there's, there's no, no way. way the two of you could be a thing Ugh. and she's like oh is that so and he's like yeah I mean he's like this really important guy in Turkey he has all this stuff and you know it's you and oh, I, hate, <laughs> I hate him so much his name I don't know his name just feels so fitting it feels like Feels well, like a like a um insult. It's funny Dang. because <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because um it it translated it in in my translation. Oh, it did. It translated his name to like something something war or oh. like or like big battle or something like how angan kept getting translated to sore throat. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. I'm like, oh, I guess that's what his name means. Ugh. Well, he's- but. The worst. And his words 
trigger something right ada yeah well because like she probably already feels less than she feels mm -hmm. like her life has clearly been derailed by this guy which i will say some people brought up a great point because even sarkhan has brought up points like okay at some point you need to take personal responsibility sure like yes this sucked and he's not shirking the fact that he played a role in you know her scholarship being revoked even though it wasn't intentional he wasn't aware of it um but like basically like now here i am offering you an opportunity because this is when he had proposed the whole contract thing right and she still refused it like well this could have this could two months of this could have changed your you know the entire course of your future and you're refusing it so kind of sounds like you just want someone to blame well plus she obviously did some things to get either kicked out of the program or to get those such terrible grades Right. then she got exited from the from the program right so she's not fully you know innocent in the right. situation yes but yeah it seems like you know she's like my life is all downhill yeah, nothing's and going right nothing and she is needs somebody to blame yep and it's all going on sarkhan so yeah this is just like the final nail in the coffin the fact that this guy is just so like it wasn't even remotely believable to him that something was going on yeah. between them because not because oh, I trust you and you would never do that. But no. because there's no way a guy like Sarkhan could be interested in you. Exactly. And so I love it because, so yep. a switch flips yep. in her. And girlfriend is on a mission because this at this point. This is my favorite scene of the entire oh, episode. come I have seen it probably 50 times now. So Because I just keep good. rewatching. And I love that it's the first thing we're going to see in episode two oh my God. when I, it airs. Everything about it is because perfect. she's the so music, determined. The, the music the is look on her so face good. yes she's so determined his fate he's Be, well because at this point she's running late and he's like okay i guess she's not coming so i'm just gonna have to address this myself right, so right. he's kind of resigned to that fact yeah and so he starts his little speech yep. and the music <sighs> gears up and you see ada and she that walk is mm-hmm. a purposeful walk if i, I said, have ever seen one i said she marches right up to that podium like the stunner beat roadrunner she is because that's the name of the song and and <laughs> stupid jank is like ada what like uh-huh. calling after her her friends see her and they're like what is she what doing is ada doing and then Sirkhan is right in the middle of his speech oh my god he looks over he does such a double take and she bam grabs she grabs <laughs> she doesn't just grab him she owns him oh my like- gosh oh my gosh she i was like get his face off (laughs) oh my gosh one of the best dz kissing scenes like it was perfect it was it was so perfect beautiful and then the the one you know weird guy at the company um who was like engen's yeah that like that like bald guy dude yeah who falls falls in love with fifi at first sight yes he like accidentally presses the confetti yes, gun so and the confetti goes off yes, right as they're kissing yes, oh my gosh it's yes so good so uh yes it was it. the perfect way to end oh my this episode and there's this i'm gonna have to post this mm-hmm. because i made a gif mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like there's gonna be a lot of gifts from this show because after they kind of pull apart because, you know, the camera's still panning to the audience and right. panning back to them and all these different angles. There's there's a moment when he, he I don't know if he's 
closing his mouth or or something right after they kiss, but they're still right up in each other's faces. Mm-hmm. And some muscle in his cheek like twitches. Like, twitches. Oh. And I was like, why is this so good? I know. I <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I, I love them. Yeah. They yeah. And there's just so many like that. That was my favorite moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe my swooniest moment of the mm-hmm. episode was in the plane when he has a nice long gaze at her when she's looking Ooh, out the window. Yeah. That, I was like, okay, the way he's looking at her right now is yeah. very swoony. I think my favorite was, I mean, don't get me wrong, this is a monumental moment at the end. Uh-huh. But other than that, mm-hmm. I just... I don't know. I just loved him helping her through that panic attack because, oh, like, yeah. it just didn't matter at that point that they basically are kind of enemies at this yeah. point. Like, he um, – once he sees that she's in distress, he immediately switches gears mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, he sees what's happening and just, like, yeah, just him breathing through it with her and, like, all of that. Which, and just the fact that after that he's like, come sit with me. Like, yeah. it's fine. I just – ugh, I love that so much. Like, I love it. And then just the fragments we've gotten because we've gotten mm-hmm. three. Um, which is cool because we only ever got two with EK. Yeah. And it seems like we're getting three and four sometimes with like Bayonlish. But yeah. um, the fragments all just look so dang good. I know. I am like so excited to see the rest of the scene that we left off on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's going to turn snarky pretty quickly after that. Totally. But I'm all for it. But just like even the little preview of like when she meets his dog and the way he looks at her. Mm-hmm. Because listen, animals are a very good yardstick, you guys. Oh, yeah. So clearly, not only does she adore the dog, but the dog seems taken with her, and he seems taken with that entire thing, like, the way he looks at her. So it's like, I feel like that's his, like, aha moment, like, oh, crap, I'm in trouble. Yep. Even if he's going to live in denial about it. Yeah. I feel like that's his aha moment, mm-hmm. not having seen the episode yet. So, right. Well, and I I appreciate that even though he seems to be this really starched, hard-nosed mm-hmm. character, you know, and his employees are afraid of him and people take him very seriously mm-hmm. and he seems like really hard-nosed when it comes to business and he obviously knows his stuff and he doesn't um, – he's not flexible with things. Right. Um, he's never – a total jerk to her. Right. They have their, like, argument moments and yes. they have their confrontation. Mm-hmm. But he's never really rude to her. Mm-hmm. He's never a total jerk to her. Yeah. As upset and as much as she clearly hates him from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. Because he totally could have been oh. the biggest jerk. And kind of justified in it. Yes. Yeah. Totally. I mean, she keyed his car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even with that, he's just like, who are you? Uh-huh. Like, what is your deal? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. He's more just baffled by yes. her. Baffled and, is a good way. And then even with the situations when when they're when they're tense, mm-hmm. he's just kind of like, I don't understand what your problem is. Yep. And can you just stop being a psychopath? Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. It's- so I I really liked that. Mm-hmm. I really love this as a first episode. Ugh. We were given so much already. Yes. So much. And honestly, I'm really happy. I was like, I was very nervous about the ratings because. Oh, yeah. The production company, which Did a terrible I was job. corrected initially i was accusing fox of doing terrible marketing for it versus the good marketing it was doing for bayonlish 
but I was corrected by several people that it is the job of the production company. So, so now we know. Now I know and I take that correction um, because Gold, you know, did a great job with Bayan Lish's oh, uh, yeah. promo. And they went crazy with it. Yeah. And MF Yapum, like. <laughs> they did such a crappy they job. They did such a crappy job. I mean, even the poster, it's like this terrible so, so, Microsoft paint. So lame. Lame. Ugh. Like thing that. I mean, my goodness, just people on Twitter were like creating their own promo based off of that off of that and it was way more professional looking than what they yes. put out so i was like shoot why are they not and like you know because they switched directors and had to basically reshoot the first episode right um i know there wasn't probably as much you know um clips and scenes that they could share right but it's like they weren't even trying and so i was like yeah okay, at are least you like already wanting this the poster, to fail yeah like, e- even just i i don't know yeah it, it just didn't seem in comparison right. to the other big summer DZ for right. the same channel, right. which was Bayanlish, like, like yeah, we yes. we already said it. Bayanlish's production team did such a great job a with great their promos, job. and so it felt like okay, production team, what's wrong? Yeah, that you're what's not happening? Going for it with Senchal Kapama, right? So, so I was worried, but you know what? It came out with great ratings for I think just it an, did it just an episode in general, much less a premiere. Um, so I'm very happy about that. I hope it continues to rise. Yeah. Um, because I really, I really do. Even if it's only supposed to be a 10, 12, 14 sure. episode. I, I want as much of Aisha as we can get, but yep. I want her complete story. So, yes. and you know, some people have said too, that Fox is pretty good about like letting a DZ run its course. Oh, good. Um, they're better about it. Okay. I mean, they still do cancel them. Obviously like last summer was Harrier Dyson and I know it got, you know, canceled after like 20 two or three episodes okay um but i think they were given time like i think they still got to make it a good ending oh, as good. much as it was like yeah i think people were pretty happy with with how it all uh ended and- yeah so i'm and i mean you know they have what's one of their other DZs? yasak elma is oh, like gosh. in its fourth season or something yeah so it's been on forever yeah and i am very encouraged by the fact that central kapama has official subtitles i was worried that we weren't going to get that because again something else i learned was that um fox was sold the rights the streaming rights of um by onlish by gold yes so fox is in control of getting to distribute subs and all Mm -hmm. that mf yapum does not do that with their channels right they still own the content they still own the content which is why fox couldn't just shovel out you know seven different channels yeah subtitles so i was a little worried we weren't gonna get that yeah but it's already being sold internationally is it really yes <gasps> um and, well, and and on their on the official youtube channel mm-hmm. they have subs in like eight different languages yes. it's not just english yeah so i'm very very encouraged by this yeah so, anyways, um, I know that's like, that. We could like, probably still talk I for know. another. We've already talked a long time, a <laughs> long time, which is not surprising. <laughs> but as you guys can already tell, we absolutely loved this oh, first I loved episode. It. I I'm loved it. So looking forward to where this goes. And and we get a new one tomorrow. I know. <laughs> and she has a flower engagement ring in that, um, in one of those fragments. So uh-huh. I'm like, okay, now I want to know what kind of flower it is on that ring, and like yeah. research it. So, anyways, what did you guys think? Um, how did you guys love this one as much as we did? And, um, yeah, what are you, I don't know, what are you most looking forward to happening or what do you want to see happen? I'm just curious. Yeah. So, and I do want to know what you guys thought of that first aid kit because I felt like that was 
yeah very lost in translation but i know it had to have meant something totally anyways um that's that uh you know where to find us we are on facebook instagram and twitter at dizzy for dizzy you can email us dizzy for dizzy podcast at gmail.com you can join our private facebook group where we gush about all things dizzy and we um we do what we call Saturdeezy on Saturdays where mm-hmm. we air an old episode of EK and yeah. a watch party so we can just all kind of watch together. Um, and yeah, and we like to discuss the current DZs and all of that. So come join yeah. us there if you'd like. And yeah, we'll be back next week with probably uh, three more episodes for you until we're yep. caught up. So uh, we're making up for last time. We That's love you guys right. and we will see you next week. Until next time. Good or should Post a call. Thank you.